Welcome to episode 54 of EIU Panthers Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Moser. This week, we introduce fans to one of the Panthers' newest head coaches, Keith Roberts, the new director of EIU Track and Field. Roberts comes to Eastern Illinois following a successful stint as an assistant coach at ACC member Pittsburgh. Roberts talks about his experiences at Pitt and his other coaching stops along the way on today's episode. In addition to talking about his background as a college football and track athlete at Kent State and how that helped shape his approach to coaching. We're now in year two of EIU Panthers podcast with shows available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Simply search EIU Panthers podcast to listen to any of our past guests. Consolidated Communications is a proud sponsor of Eastern Illinois Athletics. Want to learn more about the future of broadband for your home or business? Then visit consolidated.com today. EIU Athletics is in full swing this weekend as all of the Panthers fall sports will be in action. Be sure to stay up to date on the latest news, stats, scores, and more on Eastern Illinois Athletics at the official EIU Athletics website, eiupanthers.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at EIU underscore Panthers. EIU would like to welcome its newest head coach, Tyler Donges, announced this week as the new head coach for EIU men's and women's swimming. We will have Tyler on as a guest in the coming weeks, but this week we turn our attention to our conversation with Keith Roberts, the new Panthers director of track and field. And welcome to another edition of EIU Panthers podcast. We have uh, we have a number of new coaches that are joining the EIU family here. We've already introduced you to one or two along the way. And our guest today is one of our newest head coaches, Keith Roberts, director of track and field here at EIU, recently hired and will be moving to Charleston here shortly. So we're actually doing our interview, his, our podcast, when he is getting ready to, to drive from Pittsburgh, where he's at now, to Charleston. So welcome aboard, coach. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, we, we, we do talk about that. We said you are newly hired here as the director of track and field at Eastern Illinois. I guess kind of take us through the emotions there of what that was like um, as a, I think as probably all coaches, you probably have do a lot of homework on jobs. And what was it about the, the EIU opportunity that intrigued you to go after the job? Oh, man, it's, it, it, first of all, it was exciting. I, I can't even describe the feeling, you know, knowing that I was uh, bringing me and my family to to work at a great institution. Um, I was fortunate enough to recruit on campus years ago at my last job, and I just looked around, and, and just from, you know, my first sight of seeing the campus, the athletic facilities, I just thought it would be a great place to work. Uh, when the job came open, um, it was a no-brainer for me to put my application in and See, you know, take a shot at it and see if I could come there and, and try to continue the great tradition that's already been there. Um, from doing my research, it's been excellent. And and obviously, as any coach, and I think any of the previous coaches would say the same thing, is I want to try to improve on that and and, and just continue to be successful. So it was, it was exciting. It's amazing. And I just can't wait to get started. Now, we're going to talk about your history here and, and your knowledge of the program as we have our conversation today. But you're not completely unfamiliar with Eastern. I know you're at Pittsburgh now, and while EIU and, and Pitt probably haven't been in very meet, many, many meets together, you do have some other coaching stops along the way. Most recently, before that, Grand Valley, which EIU competes 
in a big indoor meet up there every year. Did, that kind of, I'm assuming, gave you some some knowledge of, of the Eastern program and maybe the types of athletes that kind of are here and that, that you would be looking at recruiting. Yes, most, most definitely. Um, my first experiences and my first knowledge of the school did come from Grand Valley and it actually came from us competing at Eastern. So we, we came to an early meet down there, uh, I believe twice and we competed in that uh, meet and it was a really good meet and actually one of the best athletes I've ever coached. I'm, I'm certain I have more, but, one in particular has her, her personal best time there. So, you know, I, I was able to see and uh, see the facilities that way, compete against them and being in the Midwest, uh, competing or recruiting kids from Illinois was huge. So, so a lot of that experience with Eastern Illinois came from my time at Grand Valley. And, and of course, you know, just being in the track world, I've, I've seen, them, seen them, you know, I've seen their name pop up, um, you know, on, on results and different things like that. Now, you, you talked about you've had some experiences knowing some Eastern Illinois athletes, coaching against Eastern Illinois. You're actually fortunate being a coach to have come and seen the facilities. EIU unique in the state of Illinois and the fact that we host the state track meet here. I'm sure you've probably even been down here maybe recruiting some athletes at, at that meet before. Mm -hmm. How big of an advantage is that when you're looking at the, the position, whether here at Eastern or any school that hey, I automatically am going to have an opportunity to have the best athletes in my state come to me to see what we have to offer at the state championship. Well, I think it's, it's, it's no doubt it's an advantage. I mean, it's, it's second nature for those kids to see Eastern Illinois as a place where they'd want to be. I mean, you're usually when you're a track and field athlete, just like any other sport, the ultimate goal for you is to make the state meet. So, the venue that you go to for the state meet is looked at as like a destination, you know? So of course I know a lot of the kids are going to look at some other schools and you're still going to have to do work um, to get them to want to come there and compete for you. But even, even when I was leaving here or I haven't left yet, but talking to some of my former athletes, I had one person in particular from Illinois and she was just talking about the throws area, how many circles, you know, how many rings we have and how many opportunities there are to go out there and, uh, and throw and, and be competitive and, and some nice rings and something that small um, could end up being big. You know, they go there and they see that and some places are landlocked. They don't have opportunities to throw in areas like that or um, even the track. You know, it's a nice size stadium. Um, some colleges have a track that's kind of offsite that that might not be as nice, but these kids get to see that right up front at a place where they're having their best experience in high school. So, you can build off of that. Um, you know, you can even have camps. Um, again, that's people are going to want to be there. They were going to want to be at that facility. Um, so the opportunity to host camps, people know where they're going. Sometimes if you host the camp, people want to know, Hey, where, where am I going? What am I getting myself into? Um, but they already know, they already see it. So it's, it's a great opportunity and I hope we're able to continue that forever. Now for you, when you'll come in here, track is a, a specialty sport. And when I when I say that, coaches coach areas. There, there's a sprints hurdles group. There's a, a horizontal and a distance uh, vertical jumps group. There's a throws group, which you, you mentioned there. Your specialty, if I'm not mistaken, is, is sprints and hurdles. Is that always kind of been your specialty as a track coach? Or is that kind of a niche that you moved in and you also have coached some other groups along the way. Well, the, the 
fortunate part of me starting out where I did, I started out as a division three head coach. Okay. Um, I was actually promoted position from being a GA. So it was a, it was a pretty quick rise. Um, but I, I had to coach multiple events and that had to became a passion. I really enjoyed it. I, I was able to learn the other events, uh, really appreciate them, respect them. So I have had the opportunity to dabble in other events. However, my career has been, you know, really uh, heavy coaching the sprints, hurdles, and jumps. Um, I've had a lot of success with jumpers, um, you know, national level jumpers um, at Grand Valley in, uh, in Heidelberg. And then, um, you know, the sprints and hurdles has definitely been my main area. That's the area I plan on focusing on as a coach. And, and, and you know, even some of the uh, long jump, triple jump, but then appointing other coaches to cover some of the other areas. Um, so I, I would say I'm well-versed. Obviously, there's people out there who specialize in particular areas. Um, but for me, I think, uh, not to get, you know, off track here, but for me to be able to be involved in this as a head coach already and to have an appreciation for all the other sports, I believe it's a huge advantage for me because even in our sport, some coaches, you know, they just get so zoned in on what they do they can forget those student athletes and other events. And when you forget about them, that can break down the team a little bit. And then you find yourself trying to mend relationships where for me, it's just a natural instinct to want to be there, want to be involved, want to watch the race, other races, the distance races, um, the, the throws, um, everything. So I would say being in that situation was definitely an advantage for me as a coach. I think it's unique to say that because having been here for a number of years and watched Eastern Illinois, people always ask me how they have so much success in the conference. And I, and I think it is attributed to the great athletes that they bring in, the great coaches they have. But unlike maybe some other track programs that I've seen, they really have a team atmosphere here. They, they realize that the goal is to win the team championship. And you kind of hit that on the, the head there is that the distance kids have to do just as well for us as, you know, the high jump kid and the, the sprinters. And it sounds like that's kind of the philosophy Eastern already has is maybe right up your alley in terms of the philosophy you want to continue. Yeah, most, most definitely. I came up that way. My um, high school, uh, very rare for a high school to be well-rounded like that. But even in high school, we won four conference championships. It was one of the best teams in Ohio. And our team was great in every event area, jump, sprint, turtles, throws distance. Well, I went to college at Kent State. Um, the coaches there, same mindset. Uh, we wanted to be well-rounded. So, you know, that led me into believing in that kind of system. I think that's a Midwest thing too. Um, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, Ohio. Um, if you look at their track and field, it's probably one of the most well-rounded areas in regards to track and field, in my opinion, where you're going to have the throwers, you're going to have the distance runners, you're going to have sprinters um, because of the lay of, of the land. Uh, for lack of a better way to phrase it. I mean, it's just there and that's how it can be. But when you kind of get zoned in on one area, what that does to me, in my from my perspective, is it limits you because if that one area crumbles and falls, there's nobody there to pick up the slack. So everybody has to be on point, you know, all hands on deck. And, and again, like I told you, that's what I've always done, even as a recruiting coordinator here at Pitt, that me and the head coach, we sat down and said, hey, uh, we're going to be well-rounded. We're going to have everyone involved, and we're going to try to be successful that way. In the last couple of seasons, we've seen an um, improvement on our on our team, and it's because of that. When the, the hurdlers one year were the dominant uh, event group, then the next year the dominant event group was the jumps crew. So we're able to reinvent ourselves every year, um, and then hopefully the, the ultimate goal 
is everybody pulls together at one time. And you don't have to worry about a group breaking down. Now, you mentioned that and a couple of points you, you had there. We'll, we'll touch on each of them as we go through here. But you, you mentioned you're at Pitt. Pitt, of course, is a member of the ACC. And when you think track, they're a northernmost school of, of the ACC. What kind of maybe you, you mentioned you're the recruiting coordinator. What kind of maybe advantages or disadvantages did you face? I, I would think that being when you say the word ACC, people have some name recognition. So that probably helped you get get into some living rooms recruiting. But then when they look at the lay of the land is where you're located in Pitt, did that ended up being creating some maybe some difficulties for you that you had to overcome? Yeah, I, I would say there's there's those people out there that don't want to be up north. They don't want to be in the cold. They don't want to be maybe even in the city. Um, but one thing that we always say here is we don't make excuses. We don't accept excuses. I'll carry that with me uh, to Eastern Illinois. But there are those those hindrances. You you'll you know you'll call a kid. They want to be down at Florida State. You know why not? You know it's, uh, Clemson. You know a lot of the schools are end up being more affordable than Pitt because um, it's it's pretty costly to go here. But and it's really you know challenging you know academically to get academic money. So we ran into all those issues. But, you know, we really we really went after the kids that wanted to be here. And that's that's something I learned at uh, Heidelberg and I learned at Grand Valley. I'm not going to go try to get a kid that wants to be at, you know, Texas A&M and just try to talk them into coming to Grand Valley. You know, and, and you might be able to do that, but you'll go four years of that person being miserable or just trying to leave or trying to break down what you're trying to build. And once you get a kid that wants to be part of that system, They'll have a passion for it. They'll love it. They'll appreciate it. They'll, you know, we always tell our kids here, look down at your shirt before you get in the blocks, look down at your uniform and, and read what it says. You know, you'll rep, you represent that. That's what you need to be proud of. That's who you, that's who you are out here representing. And I even go a step further and ask them to think about what their last name is. I love being, being the underdog. And I apologize if I go on a rant here, but no, no, I love no, that's being great. an underdog. Um, you know, so we are the underdog at Pitt, and I will, I'll consider us the underdog when I get to Eastern Illinois because our, our competition levels, the, the teams down there in the SEC and the ACC that may not think that we can run with them, you know, that we're just, you know, school in the Midwest and we'll do fine in the Midwest. But, no, I'll tell my, my kids, I'll say, what's your last name? You know, where do you come from? No matter where – my daddy used to always tell me, no matter where I drop you off on the planet, you're a robber. And you could survive anywhere. And that's the mentality we take to track and field. So anybody that wants to be part of Eastern Illinois, they're going to want to be great. And if they would rather go down south and, and be down there in the big school, big name, whatever it is, then they can go ahead and enjoy themselves. But they'll have a problem when they see us. Wow, that, that's a great philosophy, so. a great attitude. to, to you know, And it's the, the name on the front is what's important when you're competing, but you also have to realize that you've got some family pride there too and you're competing for – you know, your mom, your dad, your sisters, your brothers, all those people. That, no, that's a that's a great men, mentality and a great philosophy to, to have there. You, you mentioned also that you're, you're from Ohio. So you, you ran track in high school, ran track in college as well. When did you, I always, I always think this is interesting, how people get to the path or their place where they were for, the, for their passion is, when did you kind of get involved in track and know that, that you were going to be a track athlete? Oh, man, I knew, you know, 
you know, I don't know if a lot of people know this, and I'm surprised that some people don't, but Ohio football is pretty crazy. Okay, yes, High yes. school football, it's it's out of control, and I love it, but it's out of control. And growing up, and I played peewee football, and I, I used to carry a football around everywhere I went. You know, my parents would make, you know, you know, make jokes about it. Here comes, you know, Keith with the football. And, <laughs> and, and they, they, they loved it too. They knew I had a passion for it. So I knew I was going to run just because that's what you do. You know, if you, if you play football, you're going to run. Um, we had a successful high school program for track and field. So I knew I was going to run track. Now, as far as really running track, which I mean, the college level, I really didn't realize that until probably my freshman year about midway through because I went to college for football. So I was there and I, I was like, I want to go ahead and give shot another track or track another shot because I was a state champion in high school. I was successful and I was just like, Hey, I miss it a little bit. So let's try it out. So my first taste of college track was pretty, it was pretty tough. The first practice, <laughs> it was hard. I mean, it's the hardest thing I've, I've ever done. I asked myself, why would someone want to do this? Yeah. You know, you'd have to be a little off to want to do this, but that really showed me appreciation for how hard it is and how tough it is. So right around my freshman year, after that first practice and getting that first college competition, I knew then I, I just, I loved it. I fell in love with it at that point. Now you, you mentioned that you, you see it not as frequently, I think as maybe a number of years ago where athletes that are in track, they also are in other sports as well. Is that something then when you're recruiting, you're looking for those diverse athletes that, are a football player and a track athlete or a basketball player and a track athlete, realizing that playing multiple sports, there's a, a sense of dedication there that now can carry over to what you're going to try to get out of them when they're a college athlete at Eastern Illinois. Yeah, so there's multiple areas, the reason why I do that. One of the reasons is I just think that that ability to, to run, you know, to be agile, you know, the balance, the coordination that it takes to be like a football player or basketball player. I really think that translates well to track and field. I also think you're, you're probably, you're nine times out of 10, you're probably going to get an athlete that has a little bit more in them in track as opposed to someone who's running year round. Um, their, their ceiling might not be as high as somebody that's involved in other sports in, in the different seasons. So those are two reasons I look at that. Um, it's funny you say that because people will see me watching film a football player and they're like, why are you watching that? And I just say, because I'm seeing if he can run for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, even people who hit, I was, I like to hit. That's what I like to do. Um, I, I love recruiting an athlete who plays defense and just likes to hit. There's no like book that's going to give you a correlation on why I like that. I just like that mentality. You know, um, I was a hurdler by trade. That was my, my main event. And I attacked every single hurdle. Uh, if I hit a hurdle, the hurdle was going down. And if I didn't break one when I hit it, I had a problem with myself. That's the aggression and mentality that I took that, to that race in the 100 meters the same way, the long jump. You have to attack the board with that same intensity. This is a very, very intense sport. Um, people, I think, on the outside looking in, see it as laid back, maybe, and, you know, more about, you know, finesse and all that. But it's a very aggressive an intense sport and you have to have both, but that aggression and intensity will take you a long way in track and field. Now, you mentioned you played football and track in college, in high school, of course, and then did both in college. At what point in time did you realize that the coaching bug was gonna bite you? And in particular then, 
what gravitated you, I guess, more towards coaching and wanting to coach, wanting to coach track as opposed to maybe wanting to coach football? Yeah, there was, there was a early on, I knew I wanted to coach. I, I just, I loved it. And um, my dad actually uh, had a mentoring group growing up when I was growing up, him and my grandfather and being part of that mentoring group, I knew I wanted to be a mentor for people, but I knew that I was, I was, I'm an athlete, you know, it's just in my heart. It's a passion of mine. So I knew I could mentor people through athletics and still get that competitiveness, you know, in my life. So I knew right away from my freshman year on that I'd want to be a coach. Now I did dabble, you know, thinking about football. I coached a little bit of high school football as a defensive back coach when I first got out. Um, and I, I loved it. And I actually, had, I was at a crossroads probably, I think it was in right before I, I uh, left for Heidelberg, I was at a crossroad and I reached out to two coaches, uh, the, one of the wide receiver coaches from Kent and then uh, one of the sprint hurdle coaches from Kent. And I told them what my, my mindset was, what my passion was. And I was either going to go to the one area to play arena football and, and volunteer coach or go continue to train for track and volunteer coach. And I really liked the, the, the mentality that the track coach had. And not that I didn't like the one that football had, had either because he was a great guy. It was just I, I kind of gravitated towards the track coach at the time. And I thought maybe I would give hurdles another shot. And just to be honest with you, from a, at that point in my life, from a financial standpoint, it was a little bit easier to get the track job than the football job. Yep. And, and so after I weighed all the options and, and realized that I could go somewhere with track and hurdling, you know, I kind of made that the final thing. Like, hey, I could just shoot right over and, and get this experience. And then, man, it, it was amazing. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it, but being, the, the co being a coach – and, and experiencing that and track and, and. All right. When we put this together, the, I'm going to do the magic of editing here. We were hit in the middle of our podcast here by a lightning strike. If you live in Charleston, Illinois, you may have lost power. Coach Roberts is not with us in Charleston yet. So he, he thought I did the, the freeze on zoom that occasionally everybody gets. So we were in the middle of, of kind of asking coach about, you know, playing football and, and track kind of what, made him get interested in coaching and and push his passion either towards track or towards football and of course we know it's in track because he is now our our newly hired head coach here so coach I did not give up on you I did not freeze and and you were not boring me it was actually a really good story so through the magic of editing when somebody listens to this podcast they'll never know that we had technical difficulties all right sounds good yeah I uh just you know Coaching both um, was something that, you know, I enjoyed. Competing in both something, was something I enjoyed. And actually, when I graduated, I did coach both at the high school level. I was coaching defensive backs at my high school, and I was coaching uh, sprints and hurdles at my, at my former high school as well. And I decided I wanted to get into college coaching, and I also wanted another opportunity to compete. So I contacted a coach that was at uh, Kent State when I was there, and he presented me with an opportunity to volunteer uh, coach football and then play arena football. And then I also contacted one of my former coaches from Kent, who was a track coach, and he presented me with the opportunity to train and then also coach track and field as a volunteer. So, you know, I kind of weighed both options. I really love both. Uh, I still had a passion for football. 
Um, and I had the same passion for track and field and I was just kind of juggling what would be best for me, what would be best for my family. And it, it ultimately came down to, to really, you know, track was a little bit easier option for me to get to financially. It was a closer uh, uh, trip. And, and back then I, I really, I had no resources, no money, and it was an easier way to, uh, for me to go get, get to where I need to be. So I went there and I, and I was training and I actually fell in love with the coaching part more than the training part, uh, working with the student athletes. It just, it was something that was special to me. And then, you know, from there on, I knew I'm a track coach. This is just, this is who I am to my blood. It's who I'm always going to be. And, and, from then on, I'd never stopped. I've been in it ever since that day. Now, you mentioned a couple times during our, our interview here today that, that this will not be your first head coaching stop. You actually had that at Heidelberg, which is a Division three school. Different approach in the fact that non-scholarship at D3, scholarships, even though you know it's never enough for any, any school in the country, there's never enough scholarship money. I, under, I understand that, but you have scholarships here. Taking that part out, with this being... A, a second opportunity or, or to be the, the head coach. What have you think maybe you learned in that first head coaching stop that either, I guess, one, want to do differently this time around, but two, something that maybe you picked up that like when you'd gone on to be an assistant coach, then at Grand Valley at Pitt, you're like, you know, I wish I would have done this as the head coach. And if I get another opportunity, I'm definitely going to, you know, institute this as part of my coaching philosophy or something that I want to do? Yeah. Well, I would say the first thing is not necessarily philosophy, but I think someone who's been doing this for a while, the first thing they'll tell you is delegate. I've learned yep. <laughs> that, you know, it's a, it's a good thing, you know. Um, you have a staff and they're good at what they do. And the more you let them be them, the better your program is going to be. Of course, it has to be at your direction, your leadership and guidance. But when I first started coaching, I just, you know, I wanted to do everything. And, and you know, it was my program. It wasn't that I didn't trust people. I just wanted to make sure everybody knew that, you know, I'm going to work hard. I'm, I'm the guy. I'm in charge. And you do that and you just you spread yourself too thin and you're, you're not as valuable to your, your athletes and your, and your staff. You know, they need you to be ready to go. They need you to, to – to, to be ready for everything. So to delegate is the, the big thing. Um, and then secondly, um, I would say patience, to be honest with you. Like, you know, I, I, I'm a football guy. I was a football guy when I, my, my whole life, like I said, I used to carry a football around and, you know, and, and, you know, my patience has grown a ton over the years where I don't sweat the small things, you know, as a coach. Um, I, I would say 12 years ago, I'm sitting around looking, for everything I could fix. Oh, we got to fix that. We got to fix this. You can't do this. You can't do that. And of course you still have that structure and discipline um, later in life, but you know how to approach it. Um, you know, which things to address right away, you know, which things that, and, and how you can address those particular situations and there's various ways to do it. And that's really helped me um, as a coach since I've, I've gotten to the game. Now you've had success along the way at every step in your career. And that one of the reasons that, you're a very attractive candidate, and we're happy that we hired you here at Eastern. A national championship as a member at Grand Valley State, and also some some conference championships and athletes that have competed on the national stage at, at Pitt and other ones. When you're when you're coaching now, and this is going to be a maybe a, a loaded question for you, so I apologize. Is it 
more maybe gratifying to have that that team championship having been there or having those individuals have success? Well, I'll, I'll give you just a little bit about who I am by this statement. I'm not a huge fan of the individualistic approach to college track and field. So you can win a national championship with like seven athletes. I respect it. It'd be amazing. And I would celebrate it to no end if we were able to do that, if we were able to accomplish that, because it's extremely hard to do. But I love the team aspect. I love watching all the events filling up the track, filling up every lane, every heat with athletes from my school. So definitely the team aspect. And the more people that are involved in that winning, the better it is. Like we said earlier on, the more events that are involved. The first championship that I won as a head coach um, was at Heidelberg, and it was D3. However, the athletes that I had were Division One caliber athletes on that team. We had a high jumper, a sprinter, a hurdler, a long jumper that were very, very capable of competing at the division one level. But I remember that meet because we were bouncing back and forth from the shot put to the long jump. And the team was just this, this energy that was, that was within the team was amazing. Something that you couldn't get from if you just had one or two people doing, you know, a great job, you would still celebrate it. You don't want to, you definitely want to celebrate those things, but that team atmosphere is what I thrive on. And, and, and maybe that comes from me, you know, starting out as a, as a football guy, you know, you know, that's a, it's a team sport. And I always tell people track is a team sport at the college level. And I'll always keep it that way. Now you, you delved a little bit into your philosophies, but we haven't really touched on is we, people know you're, you're a college athlete, but you're going to be moving, not just yourself here. You're going to be moving your family. I think your, your wife, if I've been told correctly, is also a, a former college athlete. Um, herself. You've got a, a couple young kids. I guess use this as a, a few minutes to kind of tell people a little bit about your family and who will be moving here with you to Charleston. Okay, well, yeah, my wife is a college athlete. We actually met in college. Um, we met our freshman year, so um, been together for a long time, and she was a, a sprinter. Um, she also jumped a little bit uh, coming up, you know, as an athlete. She participated in volleyball. She participated in, in um, basketball as well. So well-rounded athlete. Sometimes, you know, we talk, get a little competitive with who's the better athlete, but it's, it's nice to have that, you know, that background. And she understands it. She's actually has uh, about 10 years of track, uh, collegiate track and field coaching under her belt as well. So she understands, you know, the sport. Um, and then my kids are amazing. I, I don't even, I'm lost for words when I talk about them. Uh, Kaya is four years old. Um, she's my, you know, my, my first and, and amazing thing just having a kid to bring, you know, I told people this job, I'm bringing my family, you know, and for them to see me in this situation is the best thing in the world. And my son, Keith, he's the third. Uh, we like to name people after each other in my family. Um, my wife's not a huge fan of that, but she let me get away with it. So we got Kaya. Uh, Roberts and Keith the third, and then my wife Tessa. So, um, just great people, um, amazing family, and they they are why I am who I am. Every every decision I make, you know, I think about them, and I always tell my student athletes, I'm going to treat you how I would want someone to treat treat my children. So um, they are who I am. 
Now, I know you, you mentioned they're both still youngsters there, but are they already being groomed to be track athletes with you and your wife having been that? Or are you going to be the type of parents that hey, if they pick up a soccer ball or if they decide they want to jump in the pool that we just want you guys to be happy? Or is there going to be a little bit more of a shove to, hey, you need to be in a track athlete? Actually, we do want them just to be happy, but we would like for them to be happy doing multiple sports. Yeah. <laughs> so already she's got a little T-ball. She can already crank a ball. Uh, she's been kicking the soccer ball down the field. Have video evidence too. So she's already kicked the she could soccer ball down the field since she was like one and a half years old. Um, she could shoot, she could jump, and she'll tell you she's the fastest. She's faster than everybody. So I think we'll keep no doubt going to be the same way. He just follows everything she does. Um, but they're definitely going to be athletes. Well, very good. Well, Coach, welcome aboard. Congratulations on being hired as the EIU Director of Track and Field. I know you're at your home in Pittsburgh right now. I also apologize about the technical difficulties, but like we mentioned through the, the magic of editing nowadays, you can uh, we'll put this together and you and I will be the only two that know that we, we had some technical difficulties. <laughs> All right. No problem. I appreciate that. All right. Hope I answered all your questions right and uh, appreciate the time. It was great. And welcome aboard. And we will see you in Charleston here in a few days. All right. Take care. Have a good one. Thank you.